Welcome back to Steps to Sobriety. And today I've got 10 points in 10 minutes with Diane Simboro. Thank you, Stefan. Um, the topic today is going to be why it's easy to confuse love and the early stages of abuse. And um, I acknowledge that there are victims from abuse of, of abuse in both genders, but in this conversation, I'm going to refer to the woman as the person expressing new love in a, a natural form, and I'll refer to the man as the potential abuser or perpetrator, and the reason I'm doing that is because it's just simply easier to do that. So what I'm talking about is recognisable patterns of behaviour, and that is what you're listening for. Take particular notice of the intention of both parties, and that is where the main difference lies, okay? The 10 points I'm sharing are the most important points that you should be looking for. So point number one is the woman is looking for love. She looks at only one person at a time. The abuser is looking for his next victim, and many times he's interacting with multiple women until he finds what he thinks would be the ideal match for him. Okay, point number two, the woman is on her best behaviour. She's wanting to show that she regards what she regards as her best qualities in order to impress him. Yeah, the abuser also is on his best behaviour. His people skills are well practised and literally second to none. He is charismatic and charming and that is a red flag. Because if he showed his true character at this point, he would not be able to secure the relationship. Okay. Point number three, she wants to find out more about him. Loving someone is wanting to be part of their life, becoming familiar with their story, being invited to share in the highs and lows of their life, and even their secrets. The abuser is wanting to find out more about her because he's fascinated, and I say fascinated in inverted commas. He wants to know everything because he needs to know how he has to be in order to make her fall in love. And most importantly, he needs to know what to avoid to remove the risk of creating any reminders that he is anything like her past failed relationships. Point number four, woman has a tick box of desirable qualities in a man, someone who is maybe caring, kind, generous, financially independent and protective of her. At this point, she trusts what he's telling her because she has no reason not to trust. In the early stages of a new relationship, it is natural to invest trust, okay? The abuser knows the common desirable qualities that women seek in their partners. He says that he says what she wants to hear, but it doesn't have to be true, okay? He knows that she is looking for someone capable, confident, successful, and so he can be seen as maybe a good provider if they have a future family. He paints a great picture of himself, which is almost too good to be true. Another red flag, okay? He is playing the role of the perfect man well. But a simple Google search at this point might reveal that it is all lies, okay? <laughs> point number five, she is assessing his character. She's comparing him to her past failed relationships to see if there are any red flags that she needs to look for. 
the abuser is realizes he is being assessed. He knows what to avoid to show that he's different to her previous relationships because he's already asked her. He is calculating and measured in his behaviour at this stage. Point number six, the woman shares about her life because he seems to be fascinated by her more than other men that she's met before. She easily shares her skills, talents, hobbies, interests, and then she goes into her childhood and family relationships and then issues of the past, especially failed relationships and her, her reasons for the failures or what she thinks the, the reasons were. The abuser shares only carefully selected portions of his life or he even creates stories that will have the desired effect of creating sympathy or even pity from his new partner. He claims that he is a victim of a bitch and or he is the victim of an abusive and painful childhood. Yeah. So this, what does this do? This creates a justification for any questionable behaviour on his part. So he, he will say, oh, what you just did triggered off some memories of fill in the blanks. All right. Or when you did that, it reminded me of, again, fill in the blanks. Okay. So he is in the very early stages of conditioning you and your behaviour around him, teaching you what not to do and what his expectations are. He especially doesn't want you talking to his ex because then you will discover the truth about him. That's why he paints her as a bitch. <laughs> I hope the, the language is okay, Stefan. <laughs> uh, point, on to point number seven. She hopes for commitment but is willing to settle for connection at first, okay? Her abuser rushes to commitment. It's a whirlwind affair and that's another red flag. He secures the relationship quickly so she doesn't have time to look really closely. The early stages of love are intoxicating and it's easy to avoid detection at that time because the heart is switched on and the head is basically switched off, okay? Point number eight, the woman is waiting for the heart to say, this is the one. The head is not as important at this stage in the new relationship. She is willing to overlook minor issues because she believes love can overcome pretty much everything. The abuser, his head is switched on at all times. He is waiting for his head to say, this is the one. He's very quick to proclaim his love for her, another red flag. But his style of love is very different to hers. He wants a people pleaser because they are easier to control. He wants someone who is willing to try something different because they might be curious or they want to please. And that means someone who is willing to even compromise their own values, beliefs and morals in order to accommodate him. He says, if you love me, you will fill in the blanks. And the reason he says that is because it works really well. Okay. The woman, point number nine, the woman wants to please him or he might go away. She's willing to make some compromises. She considers it natural to have to make some compromises when two completely separate individuals come together in a new relationship. An abuser wants to please her so she will stay. Of course he does. But he is calculating every movement, every moment and every move. It must all be strategic and this honeymoon period will only last as long as is necessary. 
Change will come when he feels that he has secured the relationship. And unfortunately, sometimes that change is very rapid. And finally, point number 10, she wants to know, does he care about her? Does he want to spend time with her? Does he have eyes only for her? This is ticking all more boxes for her. Her abuser is ticking her boxes by contacting her often, day and night, wanting to spend time with her and even invading time when she has uh, time with the girls. He shares her interests or he pretends to share her interests all so that he can become the centre of her world and all while subtly pushing other important people in her life out of her life, okay? He is ticking his boxes by finding out, is she easy to control? Have I learned enough about her to push her buttons if she hesitates or gives me a bit of trouble? Will she accept my apologies if unintentionally I make a mistake? So in summary, understand one very important thing. You need to use your head before your heart kicks in because when your heart kicks in, it may already be too late. Say no quickly, then after saying no, switch on your head and stand back to watch what happens. Narcissists and serial abusers hate the word no. And abusers are what they are because what they are doing is working for them on some level, okay? What they don't want to do is relinquish their control. Abusers see resistance as unjust, <laughs> as stupid as it might seem. They label themselves as a victim. They feel perfectly justified in pushing back hard and punishing the person resisting them. No problem with that. They see no need for them to change because they see no problem in what they are doing. The only problem they have is when other people don't share their perspective. And that's it, Stefan. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Diane. These are very, very important words. And I hope many women out there and men do listen yeah. to that because narcissists are there, one in 200 men are narcissists, or wrong, one in 200 of the population are narcissists, and 75% of those are men. So it's uh, unfortunately far too common. And therefore, let's look out for those people who will do absolutely everything to destroy your life, just because it pleases them, literally. And it's not on. Diane, thank you so much for these wonderful words. Look mm -hmm. after yourself. And you guys out there, look after yourself. In this case, very literally, head and heart. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>